The Capitals down the Penguins, but it was way closer than it needed to be. Your Locked On Capitals, your daily podcast on the Washington Capitals. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into this edition of Locked On Capitals. I'm so glad you decided to join me today. As always, this podcast is free and available on all the major platforms, including the SiriusXM app and on YouTube. And I want to thank you for making this your first listen each and every day. My name is Dan Holmey. You can find me on Twitter. It's at DanCaps218. You can find the show on Twitter. It's at Locked On Caps. And the best way that you can help grow the show is to subscribe to Locked On Capitals on YouTube and comment anything down below. I would love to talk Capitals hockey with you one-on-one, and we can do that on subtext. Just check the show description for more details. Today's episode is brought to you by GameTime. Download the GameTime app, create an account, and use code LOCKEDON for $20 off your first purchase. So in this edition of Locked On Capitals, we talk about the Capitals' victory over the Penguins, but it got way closer than it needed to get. The Capitals were up by four to end the first period. What went wrong? We'll talk about that in the show. A little bit later, we will talk about how the Penguins did get back into the game, but how did the Capitals find a way to overcome and slam the door on the Penguins? And then we'll talk about the Caps let the the Pens in after the first period and what needed to change in the third. But just to get it going here, it was a big victory for the Capitals, and I'm going to take it for what it is. A nice victory, obviously. I wish that they could have won by four to nothing or four to one, as the very fact that the Capitals were able to score four goals was quite an accomplishment in and of itself, but they did find a way uh, to get it done, and that was what the big important thing out there was that they were finally getting that goal scoring uh, that they were looking for. It was just a real good team win, all things considered. Uh, They got scoring from uh, Alex Ovechkin, you know, Tom Wilson. He is the one that kind of set the wheels in motion. It was a big evening for the Capitals. It's just that they kind of took their eyes off the prize uh, in moments after the first. The Capitals started out on the right foot with a Tom Wilson goal. And, you know, anytime the Capitals get on the board first, that is a good game. And because, uh, you know, statistically, it is shown that if the Capitals score first, a good chunk of the time they end up winning the game, as was evident tonight. And Tom Wilson with a sweet pass uh, from Sandine finding the back of the net, make no mistake about it. And Tom Wilson's uh, enthusiasm is infectious. Uh, but just taking a look at the game in particular, Tom's leadership and physical game played. A huger role in the game than really shows up on the score sheet when he was mixing it up with Crosby, uh, when he was really making his case that, you know, if you want to mess with someone, you're going to answer to me. And uh, there's not a lot of players that were out on the ice for the Penguins that wanted to step up to Tom Wilson. I did see that Melkin also wanted to stick his nose in there a little bit, but ultimately, I don't think that Evgeny uh, Melkin wants any of that either. Um, And I think that, you know, oftentimes, you know, Tom Wilson's goal shows up on the score sheet. That's evident, but his physical kind of intimidation is not something that's uh, quantifiable, but was very evident. Uh, The Caps let the Pens back in the game. The Caps were up by four and nearly collapsed to the Penguins. It was a tough thing, and I'll talk about that a little bit more in depth, that 
that's what they have to find, you know, keep doing is playing complete games, not play a really good first period and then take your eyes off the prize in the second and third period, play a full game consistently and good things will come. The Caps were up by four and nearly collapsed the first time in nine games that the Capitals managed over three goals in regulation. And that's one of the things I've spoke about in the show as well is the wins that they are getting, they're kind of eked out victories. Uh, they're not decisive victories. And tonight could have definitely been that decisive victory that the Capitals were looking for. But again, they, they let the Penguins back into the game. What the Capitals need to work on going forward is, is you know getting a lead, a big lead like that, and keeping that lead, not letting the other team nearly win the game because there was a whiff in the air and it stung quite bad that the Penguins were going to ride the momentum when the ice was tilted in their favor and the Capitals would have left the Steel City with their tails between their legs. Ultimately, uh, that is not what we want to see happen. And, uh, you know, that's that's what we're hoping for going forward is that they can learn how to play a full game. Um, and then, you know, other unsung heroes, um, you know, sometimes you take a look at the box score and you think to yourself, well, Darcy Kemper must have not have played a very good game. He was the perfect goalie for this game as he faced a lot of high danger shots. He was under duress for good chunks of the game and he kept the Capitals in it. Um, you know, a lot of the goals that were scored were breakaways and, you know, uh, miscues, that kind of thing. Uh, I'm not going to absolve him from all guilt, but what I am going to say is that Darcy Kemper kept the Capitals in it. Uh, you know, I'm, I hate to say it, but, you know, if it was a lesser goalie, I think the Capitals could have, you know, left this game tonight losing. I don't hate to say it. Darcy Kemper deserves the credit that he gets. And uh, ultimately, I think that he was key uh, in the Capitals' victory. Alex Ovechkin. Alex Ovechkin. Wow. He is back. Uh, is he back 100%? I'm not going to go ahead and say that, but he is trending in the right direction. Enthusiasm is building uh, around Alex Ovechkin. And if you're in every day of the show, you know, I spoke about that in Monday's practice, uh, Spencer Kyberry shook things up a little bit. He took Alex Ovechkin from his office and kind of moved him more towards the blue line where John Carlson normally is on the blue line. He scored a goal in Monday's practice. And guess what happens tonight, Tuesday evening, he scores a goal, power play near the blue line. A big night for Alex Ovechkin as he picked up his 830th career NHL goal, his 302nd career power play goal. Um, again, his legs were moving. He's looking better. I think the confidence is building. I still don't think that he is going to hit his projection of where he wanted to be, but he is trending in the right direction. Uh, maybe he's just the kind of guy this year that's taken a while to get things going. He's taken a little bit longer than he's ever taken, but I'm not going to poo-poo his night. He played a really great game, um, and that's interesting that, you know, just getting those different looks. Uh, like we've talked about, Alex Ovechkin on the power play setting up from his office, that is predictable. I think that it gave the Penguins a look that they weren't looking for. Ovechkin needs just 65 more goals to break Wayne Gretzky's all-time NHL record. Is it going to happen? That's the question. Um, I think that it is possible, but there are some reservations that I have about it. If he can continue on this path, maybe. It might require a new contract, but we are pulling for the great eight. Uh, Sandine's pass, like I said, to Wilson was money, and Tom made no mistake just 55 seconds in. 
that was the positive momentum. Malenstein, another guy that's going to go in the same category as a great evening from Tom Wilson and Alex Ovechkin was Beck Malenstein blocking a shot that could have nearly changed the whole uh, reflection of the game. It could have totally gone in the other direction. Malenstein scoring a goal, of course, but also making a huge uh, save a huge a block shot rather at a pivotal time in the game that uh, could have definitely changed the fortune of the Capitals make no mistake about it um, so he was blocking shots scoring goals there's not a lot not to like about uh, uh, Beck Malenstein's game as he continues to dominate Caps wanted help with blue line scoring and they got it for Martin Faravari. Uh, I, don't, I, I guess he's not as injured uh, as uh, a lot of people thought. You know, when uh, Spencer Carberry said that he was going to be out for the foreseeable future, we thought weeks, you know, a long time. He is in good shape as he was lighting it up there and had a team leading five hits. So not only scoring goals, one of the things that the Capitals were looking for was scoring from the blue line. They got it this evening from Martin Faravari. And not only that, hitting five hits. So I think that he is feeling pretty good, pretty, pretty good. That's a good thing. Uh, and then after three goals, Jari was yanked. And, uh, you know, that that's all, all it is after that is, you know, after the first period, there was a pretty good feeling, you know, out there that the Capitals were up four to nothing. I know that then the Penguins scored a goal there, but they were they were feeling pretty good. You know, the, the Capitals were trending in the right direction, uh, going between the first and second period. But then as we started to get into the second and then later and then into the third period, the ice was definitely tilted in the Penguins' favor. Um, so... That's what went wrong. And how, how do we fix this? How do we get the Capitals to play a complete game? Uh, those are difficult questions uh, that uh, need to be answered. And I'll talk about how they fix those next. Regular season is wrapping up, but there's still time to get in on the action with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get 150 in bonus bets guaranteed. When you place a $5 bet, that's 150 bucks in bonus bets. Win or lose, the app is so easy to use and there's so many different ways to bet like Live same-game parlays, find bets in the new Explore tab, make a parlay in the Parlay Hub, the best way to find popular parlays, and more. And let me tell you something, guys. If you're watching a game, say it's a Commander's game or a Ravens game, and you're not that into it, open up the FanDuel app and put a little money on the game. It makes watching the game that much more exciting. So visit FanDuel.com slash locked on. And make your first bet a layup, FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. Locked On has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked On Sports Today is here for you 24-7, covering the top sports stories of the day with local experts of Locked On, plus our national shows covering every league. So go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever National Sports 24-7 streaming channel. All right, welcome back into this edition of Locked On Capitals, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day so it was a good game for the capitals all things considered you know just to take a look at the at the first period there was a lot to like the offense was on display as tom wilson beck malenstein martin Ferravari, alex ovechkin lighted the lamp lit the lamp and it was quite an evening for the capitals and uh 
The thing about it was, is what happens? What is, you know, intrinsically wrong with this team that they cannot take that momentum and just keep pushing it forward through the game? It's it's a difficult thing. And the Capitals did. They let the Penguins back uh, in the second and third period. And what went wrong? What went wrong is they took the fo- their foot off the gas and let them back in. And the question, like I talked about, is how do they avoid it in the future? I don't think it's for a lack of trying. I think that Spencer Carberry and his assistants go over this at practice in nauseum. And, uh, you know, you can tell when uh, you see Spencer Carberry, he is not a guy that hides his emotions very well. He was irritated big time in this game. And it wasn't just because of the play on the ice. It was also because of some questionable officiating, I guess I'm going to say out there. But it was a frustrating thing to watch Spencer Carberry, as you know, that he goes over this all the time and the Capitals keep falling into the same pitfalls. Uh, Richard Raquel got the scoring going for the Pens. Uh, The mistakes proved costly for the Capitals as there was botched assignments, breakdowns and plays, all the things that have been the perils of the Capitals this season. And then the steamroller that's known as the Pittsburgh Penguins kept rolling as Sidney Crosby and Jake Gensel made it four to three. And uh, watching this game, I'm like, no, this this isn't happening. I mean, I know that this is kind of like, you know, the worst case scenario, but this is happening the darn pens are going to come back and win this game. That's what's going to happen. They were up four to nothing, and now it's four to three. What gives with this team? But that's where the Capitals were at. How did they fix it? Well, the Penguins outshot Washington 30 to 11 in the last 40 minutes. So what are some of the things that the Capitals could do? Get more shots on net, more uh, productive shots on net, just shots in general, even if they don't find the back of the net, just pepper a bunch of shots, as many as you can get. And then penalties. Penalties nearly sink the Capitals. Um, you know, tell me if you've seen this movie before. The Capitals get too many penalties. They don't get enough scoring five on five, which wasn't necessarily the case in this game. I know there was a power play goal, and they did get some scoring, but what it was is I think to a certain extent that the Capitals get comfortable. And you start thinking to yourself, you know, I'm up four to nothing. I'm up four to one. I don't really need to go as hard as I've been going in other games, but quite to the contrary, you need to continue to apply pressure through the duration of a complete game if you plan on winning games. And one of the things, like I talked about in the first segment, is the games that the Capitals have won this season, they haven't been by a large margin. They've been by one goal. They've had to go to the shootout, overtime, that kind of thing. We need more decisive victories from the Capitals, and uh, again, I, uh, if they would have lost this game, this would be a different thing, so I don't want this podcast to have a super negative connotation, but what I'm saying is is that they won, but there's work that needs to be done. I don't know if you were ever in school and you got a report card and it said, you know, he passed, but show, needs work. You know, it's kind of like, mm, okay, I passed, yeah, need work, oh, darn. That's where the Capitals are at. They won the game. They won the battle, but they necessarily haven't won the war. What is the war? The Metropolitan Division. Um, And it was a big point. You know, I'm glad. The biggest thing I'm happy about is it did not require them going to overtime or a shootout that they've left with full points. They didn't get a point. Uh, They got the points that were needed to chip away in the Metro Division. They still have a long way to go as they take on the New Jersey Devils next. That's going to be a difficult one as well. I know that the Devils have been kind of up and down this season. But never underestimate your opponent. That is the definition of a trap game, and the Capitals need to avoid that at all costs. So 
to wrap up my feelings about the Capitals in the second and third period um, that they should have not let the Penguins back into the game. But there is a silver lining to all of this. And what am I talking about? In the next segment, we're going to talk about that despite the fact that the Penguins staged a comeback, that they nearly beat the Capitals, the Capitals had resolved. They had tenacity. They had pushback that said, you're not doing it to this Capitals team. Not this time. How did they get it done? I'll discuss next. Have to worry when you buy tickets to your next big event. To game time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater events near you with killer last-minute deals all in prices, views from your seat, and their best guarantee. Game time takes the guesswork out of buying tickets. And one of the things that's frustrating for me is that when a band comes to town and I can't find tickets, and I go to this website, and I go to that website, and I can't find tickets. And then if I want to go to a Capitals game, or if I want to go to a Commander's game, I'm looking for tickets. I can't find it. Put all that aside and open up the Game Time app. It makes buying tickets that much easier. Not just buying tickets, but you can see what options you have, and Game Time takes the guesswork out of it by buying tickets with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code Locked On. For $20 off your first purchase, terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N for $20. Download game time today. Last-minute tickets, lowest prices, guaranteed. Welcome back into this edition of Locked On Capitals, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. So there were some highs, there were some lows, and it ended on a high for the Capitals. As we know, the first period was about as good as you could possibly script it. The second and then even parts of the third period were rough for the Capitals, but this was different. This Capitals team had some pushback that they didn't, they weren't a turtle and they just didn't you know, recede into their shell. They had some pushback. And how was that evident? Tom Wilson, you've seen that uh, Edmondson, you saw Farivari, you saw John Carlson, that there was a physicality. One of the things that I think has been kind of void from this year's Capitals team that maybe you've seen in previous years is a physicality. And I think that that can kind of change the momentum of an entire game. Tom Wilson, like I talked about in the first segment, his intimidation factor, Osby's face. Um, you know, you also you talk a look, you took a look at what happened when Lars Eller in kind of a strange moment kind of got into it with Darcy Kemper and Darcy Kemper hit him. And then all of a sudden Lars Eller wanted to go after Darcy Kemper and Joel Edmondson's like, dude, what are you going to do about it? You know, do you know what my reputation is? I will destroy you. And sometimes those are the things that can kind of take the air out of the tire of your opponent. I don't think that there's any aspect of um, Sidney Crosby that wanted to fight Tom Wilson. That would not have gone so well for Sidney Crosby. And considering his long history of concussions, that would have been ill-advised. Same goals for Evgeny Melkin. I know that, you know, probably 10 years ago, he was a lot tougher, but he's not the same Evgeny Melkin. And Tom Wilson would have wiped the ice with him. So that's what I'm talking about is the physical game. It's kind of like softening your opponent. You hear about this in the war sometimes that before they send in the troops, they drop a bunch of bombs first to soften the targets. It's the same thing that goes on in sports. Send out a a heavy physical game, have Tom Wilson, Joel Edmondson, Nick Dowd, 
Uh, there was a lot of players that got chippy in this game to soften the targets, and it makes the rest of it that much easier. Uh, but the big thing in the third, other than the physical game, was the pushback, and that's what I liked about it. The resilient Caps would not give up and turned up a physical game and overcame. And it wasn't just, you know, the, the guys in front of him. It was Darcy Kemper stopping 33 of 36. There were some extremely high danger shots that Darcy Kemper had to stop. And I know that he receives a lot of flack, a lot of people saying that, you know, why are they paying him all this money? He's not worth it. When Charlie Lindgren's the guy and that, you know, Hunter Shepard, they have other viable options. And I've even alluded to it as well. But tonight, I'm a guy about not, you know, holding on to past statements. I'm talking about what I saw from Darcy Kemper tonight is he was the perfect guy for the Capitals tonight. Saving 33 of 36 on a Penguins team that was firing both barrels at the at the Capitals. And he was the big wall in net that got it done. So a great game for Darcy Kemper despite the box score. You got to kind of look into it a little bit more than other than just seeing uh, what it is. Because he faced a tremendous amount of shots and did an admirable job. Malenstein and Ovechkin both had four shots on goal. So Malenstein, as I spoke about, what kind of... You know, him saving that, blocking that big shot uh, that kind of changed, the stemmed the tide uh, for the uh, Pittsburgh Penguins and put the momentum back into the Capitals' favor. That was a game saver. I mean, make no mistake about it. That block that Beck Malenstein made was a game saver. That could have totally, it could have totally gone the other way. And I could be talking to you guys right now about a Capitals loss, but Malenstein scoring a goal uh, plus that huge shot Malenstein is endearing himself and I think playing a lot better than anyone had projected him for. I've always been drinking the Beck Malenstein Kool-Aid. I've always thought he's a great player, but I think that he is far exceeding um, everyone's expectation. He's a, you know, and I think that, you know, that I think the Capitals could take, you know, a, a, learn a lesson from that. And what do I mean when I say that is if they don't have the talent that they're looking for on the big team, like I talked about you know, like I said, if you're an everyday or they have plenty of talent down in Hershey that's just waiting for their opportunity. Look at the huge role that Beck Malenstein is playing on this team. It's not just scoring goals, even though he's doing that. He's blocking shots. He is doing whatever it takes to help this Capitals team win. I'm going to go ahead and say it right now. If Beck Malenstein was not playing on the ice tonight, this game, the Capitals could have nearly lost or lost. I think that, you know, undoubtedly, that big save that he made, the goal, and and I'm not going to even just, you know, uh, isolate it to just this game. I'm going to go ahead and say that the Capitals may have lost a bunch of other games this season if they didn't have Beck Malenstein in there. I know it was a close game, but what I'm saying is that block shot, say Beck Malenstein wasn't playing, they'd be minus one goal, and I think the Penguins would be had one more goal. So that's what I'm talking about here. A huge role for Beck Malenstein and kind of an unsung hero, a fourth-line guy that doesn't get enough praise that he should. Um, and that's what makes me proud of this team. It's not just the marquee names. It's not just the Alex Ovechkin. It's not just the Tom Wilson and Nick Backstrom and TJ Oshies. It's the, it's the guys, the work boot guys, the blue-collar players that are on this team, the Beck Malenstein. You know, you take a look at Protus and Dowd. Uh, the guys that are getting it done in the trenches, and they kind of do it most of the time without a lot of fanfare. You know, you talk to someone outside the D.C. market, um, how many of them do you think are that familiar with a guy named Beck Malenstein, a fourth liner with the Capitals? But 
If you're not familiar with him, you should, because he is a key piece to this team. Make no mistake about it. Uh, in the fourth line, you may as well just, you know, take a look at the fourth line and what it's meant for the Capitals this season. Um, that was part of the slamming the door on the Penguins. You take a look at what Dow did. Um, and then not only that, but you it's the bottom six in general uh, that I'm really proud of this team. And that's what I mean. And some people say proud. What do you mean? That it's the guys that, that have been kind of, you know, marinating down in Hershey for a while. And the guys that don't get a lot of fanfare in the bottom six, those are the guys that are saving the Capitals bacon on a night in and night out basis. Alex Ovechkin getting a goal tonight. That was a really great thing. It feels good for me as a Capitals fan. Tom Wilson, another guy getting a goal just to kind of set the momentum for the team. That felt really good for me. But also just the depth pieces, the bottom six, the defense stepping up. Darcy Kemper, knowing I think that he's facing a lot of criticism, wanting to prove a lot of people wrong. I think that he's a confident man, but I think that he hears the chatter out there that, you know, maybe he's less than what people think that he is. And I think that that can get to a person. So I'm really happy for Darcy Kemper as well as he saved the Capitals. He was the perfect goalie at the perfect time for the Capitals tonight. I would have had it no other way. I want to thank you once again for joining me on this edition of Locked On Capitals, your only daily year-round podcast covering the Washington Capitals. And I want to thank all of you that listen on the audio side and watch this on YouTube. You are what makes this show successful. Once again, I want to thank you for joining me on this edition of Locked On Capitals, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. My name is Dan Holmey, and I'll talk to you again next time.